Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got Graham. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings today from our studios at the Smoothie King Center, where tonight the Pelicans take on the Los Angeles Lakers. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly. John DeShazer will be alongside here shortly. He's with the football team in Mobile, Alabama. It is Senior Bowl week, and later on today we expect Mickey Loomis, Senior Vice President and General Manager of the Saints, to talk about a myriad of topics over in Mobile today. Helping us preview that, of course, is J.D. He has some news about the week to share as well. So we've got that going on on the football side today. And then basketball-wise, here come the Pelicans back home Trying to get things reset after a disastrous 2-3 and three road trip out east. They host the Lakers tonight at 12-30. and 30, The Pelicans at 20-21. and 21. And we'll talk with Pelicans television analyst David Wesley here on a Wesley Wednesday. We'll also hear from Dante Cunningham. He is starting a small forward for the Pelicans. Get his thoughts on the road trip and maybe a little bit about tonight's game as well. Speaking of tonight's game and being back at home in general, Ryan Anderson's probably the happiest guy in the locker room. His uh, numbers are so significantly better at home than they are on the road. He has to be licking his chops tonight, uh, not only just because it's a, a Laker team that's struggling, but just because he's back here in New Orleans to shoot the basketball. Anderson, of course, talked about a little bit of that earlier today in the locker room. I'm just happy to be home, man. That was a long stretch <laughs> in general, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think we're all happy to be playing back at home and, Obviously, to have Anthony back, uh, it's just uh, great to have the, obviously, without Drew, but the whole lineup, with the exception of Drew back, is, is big, and um, we're excited to be home. We're excited to play for this, in front of this crowd. I mean, it is uplifting. It's kind of, uh, you know, we have, we haven't, I don't think any of us have played as well as we'd want to on the road, you know, and that's a weird kind of challenge this year, but um, it'll get better, you know, and, and um you know, like I said, I just need to take care of my body, just stay strong, um, and, uh, yeah, just stay mentally ready to go. I'm sure for Anderson, the Pelicans, the uh, balls will be aired up properly tonight. We won't have any uh, ball inflation, deflation issues. 
here at the Smoothie King Center. Um, isn't that interesting with regard to the Patriots and whatnot? I have a lot of thoughts about that whole scenario, but uh, I want to. I just want to lay back and let it simmer. I, I can't help but get a little worked up about it, to say the least, because of what we've all gone through here in New Orleans with some things and how things are handled, or I wasn't aware of this or that and the other. Um, we'll just let that go. We'll see where that goes. I, Daniel, what do you think? Does the NFL do anything about this before the Super Bowl, or is this post-Super Bowl? Post-Super Bowl, yes. The investigation, quote-unquote, is underway, and uh, we'll learn more, I'm sure, and then we'll see what the league wants to do with it. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, Ochsner uh, Healthcare and Awareness Night tonight. Uh, the first 8,000 fans in the building get a free aluminum water bottle. It's very cool. It's one of a number of cool giveaways coming up during this stretch of home games that sees the Pelicans play 10 of their next 12 at home. So I'm very excited about that as well. We'll take a break, and when we come back, John DeShazer to talk Senior Bowl with us. And then, as we mentioned, David Wesley and Dante Cunningham, too, here on this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. Hi, I'm Lisa Albright. I'm 36 years old. I had the perfect life. It was everything I ever dreamed about. Until two weeks ago. I was standing in line at the grocery store, leaning over to empty my cart when I heard it. Mommy, why are her pants too big in the back? And that's when it hit me. I'm wearing mom jeans. Never again. I will look hot in yoga pants. That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new Firm and Burn chocolate peanut butter smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to get into those yoga pants. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. John DeShazer, of course, is in Mobile, Alabama, covering the Senior Bowl for NewOrleansSaints.com. He joins us here this morning on the Black and Blue Report. Hello, my friend. It's been a long time, unfortunately, that I've talked to you. Yeah, one day you're on the road, the next day I'm on the road, so we're just kind of roadies now with nobody seeing anybody. That's very true. Hey, John, for folks who really don't know what the Senior Bowl is all about or they think they have perhaps an idea, um, give them an idea of what this is all about and how important it is for these NFL teams, all of them in attendance. Well, in a lot of ways, uh, you talk to Phil, Phil Savage, the executive director, and he's probably right. This is maybe a better audition for these guys than the NFL Combine. You have a limited number of players here, 110 seniors. You have all 32 NFL teams, so they get to interview with all of those teams in a much more intimate setting. And also, there are practices and a game to be played and a lot to be gleaned from those practices. Whereas when they go to the Combine, you know, they do you know, specific drills. They've already you know, practiced for them and gone to workout academies and, 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 all, and had personal trainers to kind of drill them in certain things. And all you do is really a look-see test but here is an actual physical test where they're going one-on-one offensive tackles against defensive ends and offensive tackles against speed rush linebackers and quarterbacks against wide receivers and those kinds of things. So you get an actual feel for what a guy can do on the field. Now, is it more important than game film? Of course not, because you have a, a, a bigger library in terms of game film. But when you get a guy here like 
Auburn quarterback Nick Marshall, who's trying to transition to cornerback. He was the first look he's had at quarterback since his freshman year when he was playing at the University of Georgia. Here's an opportunity for him to show NFL scouts whether or not he has what it takes to make that transition. So that's invaluable as opposed to, you know, doing some backpedaling drills at the NFL Combine. Now he's going up against actual receivers to see if he can really make that transition back. John, if these are just the seniors, then are, are there enough NFL prospects amongst the seniors? Yeah, I mean, 90 of these guys from last year's game got drafted, and maybe 80-plus from the year before that got drafted. So they'll be, there are draft guys, there are guys here who will be drafted. How many first-rounders? Maybe four or five. But, you know, throughout the draft, you'll have guys picked in the fourth, fifth round who will end up making impacts on NFL rosters. And some of these guys might end up on practice squads and so forth, but a lot of these guys will end up getting picked. Now, is it a true evaluation of the draft? Of course not, because you have so many draft-eligible juniors, eligible juniors, who will make an impact on the draft, and some guys will trickle down, and they'll filter in. And, you know, your Jameis Winston's and Marcus Mariota, Mariota, they aren't here to participate in this game, so they don't need to make that impact. You know, they're going to be the first two quarterbacks taken before Bryce Petty, who might be the number three quarterback. This is his opportunity to maybe move up in the draft and open some eyes to what he can do in a regular, you know, traditional NFL offense as opposed to that spread offense that they run at Baylor. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Can you think of a story, and I know I'm putting you on the spot, of a guy who maybe wasn't on the radar that used a week like this to put himself in good stead? Well, you have a lot of guys who kind of jump up a little bit like that. I mean, you know, we saw him, and we'll reflect him back to last year, but Jalen Saunders, uh, Stanley Jean-Baptiste, two guys who ended up on the Saints roster. Now, Stanley Jean-Baptiste came here decently regarded, but he ends up solidifying himself as a second-round pick pretty much from the work he did here at the Senior Bowl. He's a tall cornerback who's transitioning because he played a lot of wide receiver in his college career before he transitioned to cornerback. But he's another one of those guys who was able to come to the Senior Bowl last year and kind of solidify his stock or even move up a little bit in the Saints' eyes and everybody else's eyes. So you have some of those kinds of prospects here. You know, Your quarterbacks might be some of those guys here. Blake Sims from Alabama is trying to show teams that he can be an NFL quarterback. He'll have that chance. Uh, we reflect back to Bryce Petty. So, you know, you have uh, Sammy Coates, the wide receiver from, from Auburn, who is a speed guy, and now he wants to show whether or not he can be more than a speed guy. Another guy who might move up and increase his stock, Lyell Collins, the guy we spoke to yesterday, the uh, offensive lineman from LSU who can play left tackle and left guard. He's supposed to go off the board high, but can't he be an NFL left tackle? They think he might project as a left guard. If he can be a left tackle, that obviously projects a little bit higher than a left guard. So you have certain prospects who might be able to climb up the ranks as they show uh, well at the Senior Bowl. John DeShazer with us here from Mobile, Alabama. John, have you been able to gain um, any insight as to what the Saints are looking for or perhaps any particular individuals that they've spent maybe a little more time or attention to this week? Well, the practice just started yesterday, so we don't know, really know who they're focusing in on. I would, have, I would suspect, you know, just before anything happens, that they will be probably looking at the cornerbacks and maybe some offensive linemen because we know that the Saints might want to, you know, increase a little bit, and we don't know what's going to happen, you know, uh, cap situation, contract situation with their offensive guards, you know, Ben Grubb and Jari Evans. So you think they'd be looking at those two positions. But, again, you know, the draft doesn't take place until after free agency, and some holes might be filled during free agency. So you really can't get a great gauge on it until you see what the Saints do in free agency. If they're able to find maybe a veteran cornerback, you know, do they need one in the draft then? Well, all of a sudden the necessity drops down because you don't need one because you have a veteran guy. So 
you know, a lot of it will depend on what happens in free agency. But just off the top of my head, I would assume that they will be looking at some cornerbacks, probably some offensive linemen, maybe defensive linemen, because you can never have too many quality defensive linemen, especially after Roger Barkley and John Jenkins wound up last season on injured reserve. John, of course, there were reports yesterday that the Saints have let go of uh, Rick Reprish, the director of college scouting, and that there are also reports that Dennis Allen may be joining Rob Ryan's defensive staff. And while there's been no official release or news of that from the Saints, um, can you give us some aspect as to how that started to shake loose yesterday, and will that be addressed at some point? Yeah, we expect to talk to uh, General Manager Mickey Loomis at some point today. We're not exactly sure if it's going to be early or late, and hopefully he will address all those areas. We know that Dennis Allen is a guy who is familiar with the Saints. He was a secondary coach with New Orleans before he moved on and became a defensive coordinator with Denver and then moved on to the head coaching position at Oakland. He obviously is a guy who had a good you know, relationship with Sean Payton, so it would not be a surprise whatsoever if he ended up coming back. The surprise would have been or is if Rick Reiprich, the uh, director of college scouting, was, you know, released. Because, you know, it seemed like that relationship was pretty good, and he seemed like he might be a guy who might be in line to replace Ryan Pace, who ended up being uh, named the general manager in Chicago. Ryan Pace is the director of all scouting for the Saints. So, yeah, you you expected, uh, you know, Rick Reiprich to, to be around and maybe have an opportunity for that job. But, you know, if things fall into place and, and Jeff Ireland, who – you know, formerly was a general manager for the Miami Dolphins. You know, there's rumors that he's been hired by the Saints, so maybe he takes over, you know, the director of scouting position for the Saints. And so, you know, we already know that Terry Fontenot is the director of pro personnel in that scouting department, so we know they're pretty solid with Terry in that role. So, well, again, it's one of those things we'll have to wait and see what Mickey says and whether or not he decides to address them because we also know that the Saints might not address any changes until a, a later format. Yeah, that's true. You never know. You also never know what Mickey might have to say about the Senior Bowl week itself. Um, in the past, how candid has he been? How does he generally use this time, uh, I guess, or what does he share usually in this format? Well, I think the thing they gain the most really is, you know, you see the guys against one-on-one competition against a higher level of competition because now all of a sudden, you know, that senior tackle isn't playing against a, a freshman or, or sophomore defensive end that he might be able to dominate. He's playing against a fellow senior who, who might be able to physically match up against him better. So I think in these formats, they really like the interview process where you can get that one-on-one time and you're not quite as rapid-fire and rushed as you are at the NFL Combine. At the NFL Combine, I think you only have like a 15-minute window to interview the prospect during a certain day. Whereas here at the Senior Bowl, you've got all week, you've got fewer prospects, you've got a wider range to be able to speak to these kids and get to know them a little bit better personally and hopefully you know that you can make the proper investment because you've had a little bit more time to sit down with them all right other than the black and blue report what can we find on neworleansaints.com from you and your crew over there at mobile well we've got some videos up uh, on, on a couple of lsu kids here and specifically uh, connor neighbors who is a, a really interesting story he's a neat story from lsu the fullback who's a third generation senior bowl player his grandfather and father played uh, in the senior bowl and for him, you know, they were offensive linemen at uh, Alabama, and he's a fullback from LSU. So he said, you know, for the first time they've ever been able to agree to play for one team. And, uh, you know, a little feature on Lyle Collins. There's some other videos that we might have up on. We spoke to Bryce Petty the other day, and hopefully we'll have something up on, on Mickey Loomis, general manager of the Saints, a little bit later on today as he speaks to the media. Hopefully it will be sooner than later. All right. Well, I hope that the weather t- treats you all right. It looks sunny there at least yesterday. 
and it's beautiful. Um, last year we came here, and it was wicked cold and miserable, and you just didn't want to be here. Today is supposed to be, you know, close to 70 and sunny, so, you know, jackets in the morning, and, and by the afternoon you were really running around in short sleeves. I know we used to do that in grammar school. You know, you end up with your jacket tied around your waist. So maybe I'll do that for old time's sake. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, I appreciate the coverage, and I appreciate your time this morning for us, uh, John from Mobile. Have a great week. Well, anytime. You too, also. Have a great one with the Pels this week and get a good call in tonight. I'm going to give it to my best, and I'll see you this weekend, that's for sure. Yes, sir. All right, John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com and, of course, my partner on the Pelicans radio broadcast with us from the Senior Bowl in Mobile. We've got lots more on this Wednesday. Stay with us. The Black and Blue Report continues from the Smoothie King Center studios in just a moment. Mardi Gras is just around the corner, and Shreveport Bossier City invites you to experience Mardi Gras in the Arklatex, starting with the Crew of Centaur Parade on Saturday, February 7th. Cap it off with the Crew of Gemini Parade on Saturday, February 14th. Check out hotels and other things to do at Shreveport-Bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Pelicans forward Dante Cunningham still to come here on this Wednesday as we get ready for Pelicans Lakers tonight at the Smoothie King Center. But seeing as it is Wednesday, that means it is also Wesley Wednesday. And uh, back into the friendly confines of New Orleans is our intrepid traveler, David Wesley. Welcome home, sir. Uh, thank you. It's good to be here, even though it's short-lived, but we know on the other side of the trip to Minnesota, we have a long stay at home, so it's, it's good to be back in New Orleans. No doubt. Um, I had a little trouble uh, the other night when we got back to the uh, to the airport in New Orleans. Um, that first couple miles driving the car, it's not trouble. It just it feels weird. <laughs> we, haven't, we hadn't driven a car in a week and a half. Yeah, it, it does. It is weird. You know, when you get on the road that, that long and get back in your car one you hope it starts and, and everything goes well and you don't have any trouble but just just feeling the car again it's, it's kind of different yeah we were gone a long time five games in all unfortunately two and three uh on the road trip and the three losses were ultra disappointing what do you want to take away from that long road trip david i concern uh i think it's one of those trips that i've never experienced before as a player, I coached in the D League for two years. Um, I've been doing this now. Uh, this is my third year. I've never seen anything like that, where you beat the best teams on the road trip and lose to the worst teams on the road trip. Uh, and the inconsistency, the up and downs, it's, it's kind of alarming. And um, I'm sure the coaches are pulling their hair out and, and trying to figure out what buttons work. But um, that's that's that was very different. David, I don't have an answer for people when they ask me what's wrong with the team. 
Um, do you? I, I don't. I don't. Uh, you take the, those games that they lost, they're losing them in different ways. They struggle scoring. They struggle defending uh, from night to night. And then Anthony Davis sits out of the toughest game on the road trip. The one the one everybody in the organization would have been, okay, yeah, we, we kind of figured we might lose that one. No Anthony Davis, and they get out to a huge lead, give it back, and then, of course, everybody around the team is now saying, oh, six minutes ago, mm, this might be done. And they rally to win. Who knows what's going on with this team? I, they've, they've absolutely blown my mind. If Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis had played the last three games of the road trip, is the road trip a much different story? I'd like to think so. Uh, but even with those guys in the lineup, they still played some inconsistent basketball uh, as a team. And I'm not talking about as individuals. Uh, you know, Anthony Davis has been pretty solid all year. But as a team, they struggle scoring at times. They struggle defending at times. And what night, what team shows up is, is the one that, you know, that, that confuses, I'm sure, coaches, confuses them. Uh, you know, there are some times when you can't win a game at home and you're, you're world beaters out on the road and you wonder, like, you know, what's going on? We can't win a game in the building we're always playing and no one can ever figure it out. So uh, it's hard to say what's, what's going on with this team. Uh, I try to blame it on the youth. Uh, but who knows? Yep. Anthony Davis returns tonight against the Lakers. Um, should that be in a bump in itself, or is the fact that you're back at home the big bump? What can what can, can knock away the road funk, if you will? I, I think being back home, uh, where they've played well, and um, Anthony Davis obviously back in the in the fold gives them, you know, 25 and, and 11 rebounds. Uh, could be 35 and 15. Who knows? Um, it gives them that firepower, maybe that comfort level of, like, you know, our guy is back. Um, but, again, even with him back in the lineup, that means they have to use him. They have to be aware of him on the floor, get him the basketball, get him some touches. Uh, I feel like when he goes out of the lineup, people start get, getting comfortable in their roles, and sometimes it's hard to relinquish. You know, now I've been scoring more, I got to defer to Anthony Davis. I don't want to do that. So um, it's a young team. You just you just never know. Drew Holiday will probably not play again tonight. That means Tyreek Evans once again at the point. What are what are the Pelicans like? What's the difference between a Drew Holiday led Pelicans and a Tyreek Evans led Pelicans team? I, I don't think I don't think Drew Holiday is 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 the predominant point guard on this team. Uh, much, most nights. Um, I know Tyreek has officially moved to the point guard position, but if you watch when they play together, he defers to Tyreek as a ball handler. And Tyreek will push on breaks. He will actually give him the ball to push on breaks. Um, I, I think it, it early in the season it was more of a calming situation because Drew wasn't turning the basketball over which meant the team wasn't turning the ball over. Now when you have your primary ball handlers turn the ball over, it's kind of contagious, and the turnovers have been a little high lately. So um, I think that's been the biggest difference 
I've noticed lately is that the turnover is a little bit higher from the main ball handlers. Therefore, the team turnovers have been high. The Lakers come in here, uh, David, with a record of 12-30. and 30. I think it's probably safe to say that Kobe Bryant will play, but the way things have gone, there's a chance that he won't play. Irregardless, um, I have this... I have this feeling that I can't look at anyone at 12 and 30 or 5 and 35 or anything anymore like I used to because of the way things went last week. Um, am I being just silly or should I look at this game differently? No, I, I completely agree. You, uh, as, as what we do, talk about this team on a constant basis and follow and analyze and crunch the numbers and all those kind of things, we went into that last road trip thinking uh, three and two at worst, four and one, and, and make a good run at, at five and zero. Oh. Make a good run at it, but we got it completely flip flopped, completely wrong. We the teams that we thought would be tough end up being the ones that we, uh, you know, we saw go, the, these guys go out and, and just play their best basketball. So. I don't think you can look at this game as well. Sure, yeah, they're they're they've only won ten, eleven, twelve games. Yeah, we should you should run through this one because um, we we could be wrong again. So, uh, certainly, they should win, but uh, we'll see what team shows up tonight. Well, if the pattern holds, they'll win. Right. Yeah. Right. This, yeah. Is, this is supposed to be a win game as far as the win loss, win loss, <laughs> win loss. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm having a little giggle there. It's probably not all that yeah, no, giggle too. worthy. I yeah. know you are. I'm yeah. giggling with you. Uh, by the way, if the Pelicans were to win tonight, it would be the 17th time that they would get to 500 this season. Far and away the most in the NBA. Yeah. No, no, one, no one seems to ever play this consistently consistent. True. <laughs> L- let's, let's leave on this good note, though. Tonight, David, begins a stretch where you play 10 of 12 at the Smoothie King Center. That should make you smile. That does make me smile. And 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 certainly this is a great opportunity to kinda kinda to kinda get fat. Um and I hope that they take advantage of this time to get fat, get some games over five hundred, um, you know, before they get to the all star break. Last question for you here on Wesley Wednesday. Um they'll be shooting a movie tonight at the Smoothie King Center. Uh, in and around okay. this game with the Lakers. Um, the two stars of the movie that they are shooting will be here, one of which is Will Ferrell. The other is Mark Wahlberg. Uh, David, if you had the chance to go to dinner with either of those gentlemen, which one would you choose? I don't know if I could choose. Uh, uh, will Ferrell is hilarious. And there's something about uh, Mark that, that really intrigued me. Like, like, I would love to sit and kind of pick his brain. So, uh, my son, uh, they shot some of this movie also at my son's school at Hines. And so I was I was at part of the shoot where they were doing their part at, as they drove up in kind of a carpool situation as the kids are getting at getting to school and they're dropping some kids off with a beat up car. So I was I was behind the fence while my son was getting off the bus and, and he walks past, they pull the car up. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the end of the scene. But it was neat to see him work, and I, I'd love to go eat dinner with both of them, actually. Well, David, maybe maybe you'll get your wish. Um, hey, can't wait to see you later on tonight. I hope the Pelicans get it back together here at home against Los Angeles. 
Yes, sir. Me too. All right. David Wesley here with us on a Wesley Wednesday. When we come back, more about tonight's game with forward Dante Cunningham here on the Black and Blue Report. I'm Linda, mother of two beautiful 13-year-old twins. While my son has brown hair and blue eyes and my daughter has blonde with green eyes, they both share one identical DNA trait. I hate spinach. No one leaves the table until you finish your vegetables. Getting my kids to want to eat vegetables, that's my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new veggie blends at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to get your kids to love vegetables. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Well, Pelicans forward Dante Cunningham just got done with morning shoot-arounds. The Pelicans get ready for the Lakers tonight. What was the mood like this morning, my friend? Great. Um, you know, everyone was focused, um, ready to go. Been on a long road trip, got home, rest for a day, and then now we're ready to get back at it. Have you guys been able to shake off the road trip a little bit? Does that happen quickly, or do you need a, another game to do that? You know, um, honestly, on the road, it's hard to come by wins. Um, you know, we, we had some close battles on the road, and, and honestly, it was pretty successful coming in uh, two and three. But, you know, we, we feel that we could do a little better, but, you know, we're obviously, you know, a work in progress. When you looked at the teams, though, that you saw on the road trip, did it surprise you a little bit? That it, it, And I know winning on the road is tough, but was there some element of surprise that, hey, maybe we could have been better than two and three? You know, the, the teams that we lost to were hungry teams. You know, we were just as hungry, but, you know, they're at home. No, no um, we have no excuses, but, you know, you just have to understand that, again, it's tough to get a, a solid win on the road. Were you able to diagnose some of the things that eluded you on the road trip? I know Coach talked a little bit about some of those things today. How did you see it? Um, I think Coach kind of put it in perspective. When we're moving the ball um, and our assists are up, about 23, you know, we we're pretty much an unbeatable team. Um, you know, we're not passing the ball and we're not getting, you know, everyone involved. You know, when the ball is sticking, it's, it's hard for us to kind of, you know, come across points and, you know, I, it kind of translates to our defense, but it shouldn't. How's your adjustment gone uh, as a starter? Nothing's really changed, I guess, on my end. Just, um, you know, I'm not. You know, I'm just, you know, starting the game, that's all. You know, nothing's really changed. You have to just go out and continue to, you know, work hard. Well, come on now. I don't think you're guarding Carmelo Anthony up and down the floor 40, 50 times a night if you're coming off the bench. Um, honestly, the, my, my mindset really doesn't change. You know, um, I would have to come in and, you know, guard guys like that anyway for a, a little bit. You know, now I just got to do it, you know, from the start and kind of set the tone. I can't help but tell people listening audio only here that there's a pretty big smile on your face as you're telling me this. You know, come on, let's be let's be honest here. You right now at the position you play as a starter have to deal with some of the nastiest guys in the league. You know, honestly, that's what I love that portion. That that's why I'm smiling so much. You know, that that's 
you know, you, you see these guys on TV growing up and, you know, now I actually get to guard them and, you know, kind of, you know, set the tone for the team. And, you know, that, that's pride. I take pride in that. Who's got a better cut on their face right now, you or Omar Ashik? <laughs> I, I think I'm sporting the uh, Scarface look a little bit. Um, mine's a little longer, but his was pretty deep. Did you catch a fingernail or something? I, I believe so. I think it was uh, one of the offensive rebounds I got or something, and uh, they were just scrapping back, and I guess they missed the ball, obviously. I think, you know, when you all exchange handshakes prior to the opening tip, I'd be looking to check guys' manicures and say, um, hey, you want to go clean that up real quick? <laughs> you know, that, that's something that the refs should get into. But, you know, it, honestly, it's really not that big of a deal. Do you guys leave them long, the fingernails long? Do you see that sometimes? No, no, no. Um, you know, you, you catch guys in the locker room cutting their nails all the time. That's really not a, a big issue. But, you know, when, when you're kind of grabbing for the ball and, you know, you kind of get in sometimes, you know, cuts happen. So not what you can do about that. You mentioned the losses to the losing teams last week, and you described them as hungry teams. Is that going to be the same thing here with Los Angeles tonight? Of course, they're, they're definitely a hungry team. You know, there's, um, you know they're, they're out there playing for their pride, too. And, you know, they're coming in our house, so we have to, you know, make a stand here. I remember them in the first two meetings playing so hard. Um, what other characteristics do they have, obviously, other than the most obvious, the Kobe Bryant part? You know, that's a big factor. We're not sure, you know, this day-to-day -day with him if he's going to play or not. But, you know, we're preparing as if he's going to be out there. And, you know, he's a big part. So, you know, we're trying to cut the head off the snake. There has been success here at home. Um, and it's a drastic difference between home and road. Can you identify as to maybe why that is? Our crowd here is amazing. You know, they're behind us every every step, every every step of the way, and, you know, that feels good, obviously. Um, if we can bottle that energy up and take it with us, I think it'll, you know, help us on the road. All right. Stay looking tough there. The cut, cut serves you well. I don't know if it, you want that, but it uh, makes you look tough, I guess. It adds the character. <laughs> Thanks. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Dante Cunningham with us on the Black and Blue Report. Back in a moment. about the tradition of it all. Even though Fat Tuesday and Cash Crew scratch off from the lottery, you could be feeling like a king with up to $3,000 or even $12,000 in your back pocket. Stop and pick up Fat Tuesday and Cash Crew today. Now that's better than the good beans, baby. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Be at the Smoothie King Center to see your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Wednesday, January 21st at 7 when the Los Angeles Lakers come to town. It's Oshner Health and Fitness Night with the first 8,000 fans receiving a free Pelicans aluminum water bottle courtesy of Oshner. The Pelicans best pregame block party tips off the fun at 5.30 with music, inflatable games for the kids, and a whole lot more. Tickets start as low as $19. Visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. A couple of notes real quick before we wrap up today's uh, Black and Blue Reports uh, from the Smoothie King Center studios in downtown New Orleans. Pelicans and Lakers tonight. Pelicans' record is at 20-21. and 21. This is the halfway point of the regular season. We start the second half here tonight against the Lakers. Um, if you're looking for improvement, here are two notes, um, and do with them what you will. 
the uh, team is four games better than they were at this point last year. So four wins better than they were at the halfway point of last year. And this is the first time the Pelicans have had 20 wins at the halfway point since the 10-11 season. So keep those two notes in mind. Also, um, programming note for NBA TV. Uh, some of us on the North Shore with Charter don't have NBA TV. I'm sure it'll be up in a, um, a couple of different avenues online or something. But tonight at 5 o'clock Central on NBA TV, it's the next installment of the show, The Association, which is kind of the NBA's version of Hard Knocks. Um, in prior seasons, they spent literally a whole season with a team and kind of did the Hard Knocks-type style show with just one team. This year they decided we're going to do six different teams over a six-month stretch. Uh, the Pelicans were chosen and are the January edition of the association. So tonight that uh, show, a 30-minute length show, will feature the Pelicans and kind of their, their take on things, as far as we understand it, is that uh, with Anthony Davis now rising to superstardom, with the team's health and stability now, that they're presenting the Pelicans as an organization on the rise. So they were here a couple weeks ago to film extensively with the Pelicans. I think they spent four or five days with the team on and off the floor the whole nine yards. That airs tonight at 5 Central on NBA TV. At 7 tonight, the ball game's yours on the Pelicans Radio Network and, of course, on television at Fox Sports New Orleans. Tomorrow, we'll recap Mickey Loomis's visit with the media today. We'll also take a look back at Pelicans Lakers, as that will be in the books. And who knows who else will stop by. That's where we kind of do it here on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Thanks to Daniel Salerson for his help today. Of course, John DeShazer, Dante Cunningham, and David Wesley, too. Have yourself a great rest of a Wednesday, and uh, we'll see you on the radio tonight. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.